0: Hello, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. Here, we believe success is inevitable and everything is possible. On each episode, we get real about the entrepreneurial journey and look at what it means to lean into your intuition, feel in alignment with your business, have coffee with resistance, and trust in abundance we answer the tough questions. How can we show up authentically in business, with integrity in relationships, deeply seeking in our spiritual practice, and with grace in motherhood and beyond? This podcast celebrates the anti-hustle, healing from toxic productivity, prioritizing rest, and discovering tools that will support both your healing and business growth journeys. Your time and energy are precious resources, so thank you for being here. Your presence is a gift, and your business is thanking.
1: Get ready to get real, get honest,
0: and keep growing. Hello and welcome back to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I am so excited to welcome tonight's guest and say thank you because that's how I feel and that's what I want to say. Because we are coming off of a back-to-back retreat for 20 people plus my team retreat. And you've been on Cappy Duty for like six days. And now I'm making you do a podcast at 7 o'clock at night. So (laughs) welcome to the pod, babe.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been a while since we've done one of these.
0: A lot has changed. I can't remember the last episode we've done but let's just fast forward to now Mm -hmm. it is 2023 we each have our own business we are a two business household we have a baby lots going on how you doing
1: i'm doing good um it's i i feel things have gotten a little easier recently Mm -hmm. Um, but for a while there it was like very hectic
0: it was very hectic yeah So you're a dad, and I would love to talk to you a little bit about that today. You have had a really incredible few months. Your company has received funding. Yeah. You are growing and hiring, which is amazing. And you're a dad. And there's just a lot happening. So where do you want to start? Do you feel like dad life, fatherhood? Yeah,
1: let's start with dad okay. life and fatherhood. Yeah. Great.
0: Well, the first thing I would like to know is I told my birth story uh-huh. on the pod. And I'm wondering if there's anything that feels important to share from your perspective, specifically around the birth experience. And yeah.
1: Yeah, I think, um, it was definitely an experience <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think, you know, the thing that I remember, I, I mean, I remember a lot of different things, but one thing I'll share is when, you know, it was like maybe a few minutes out from like her coming mm-hmm. and, uh, they woke me up cause I was <laughs> like, you know, I'd been asleep. And
0: I think I also shared that. Yeah.
1: And uh, I just remember (laughs) like sitting there and looking at you and looking at the doctors and then being like, oh, my God, like she's going to come right now. Uh, And I remember (laughs) thinking, wanting to tell the doctor, like, wait, can we just just pause? You're like, I'm actually not ready. (laughs) You know, I'm not ready yet. Can we just hold on? And I remember thinking, oh, right. Like, there's no stopping this. Like, And from that moment, it was just like a ride that you Got on, and from that point forward, it was just like one long day until now.
0: Until now, yeah, yeah. It's been a really long day, and I feel that it's gone amazingly well. One reason is because we have recently chosen to sleep train Kepi, and this is a big, you know, hot. You know, time. I
1: actually have a better word than sleep train that I used today when I was describing it to to my mom was a nap schedule.
0: Okay.
1: I would call it a nap schedule. Like why sure. call it, sleep train I think has all these like negative con- connotations.
0: Yeah, but I like to call it what it is. Okay, we'll
1: call it what it is. But I was describing it today yeah. to my mom and I said, yeah, we have her on this like great nap schedule. Mm-hmm. And that just makes it sound, I don't know, less... Uh,
0: Heavy like Doctor Spock, 1950s, because I think that's what people really think of when they hear sleep training. Sleep
1: train, like how's all these. We plan
0: to dive deep into this episode with Paige, who was our incredible coach who got us through this whole process on the pod. But I will say, since last time I recorded a solo episode for the fourth trimester, we were having her bed share and co-sleep with us in the bed. And so we've recently sleep trained her two feet away from us still in the room. But that's been a big adjustment because for the first four months of her life, she actually slept with you. Yes. And I feel that this is a little bit different maybe than most arrangements or couples. And it just like started happening. And I just want you to talk to like what that experience was like for you, because I think there's a really cool bond that's been formed because of it.
1: Yeah, it it was sort of, I don't know, we didn't plan it or expect that or go into it thinking we would do that. Um, it just so happened that, you know, you're a really light sleeper. <laughs> and so it yes. just every little move she would make would kind of wake you up. Mm-hmm. and And whereas I kind of sleep like a rock. So um, it just made more sense to have her kind of like, she wanted to be against me, but then she'll like rustle around and move around, yeah. but it just didn't bother me just cause yeah. I, I sleep so heavily. And so she sort of slept just in the little crook of like in my armpit kind of <laughs> <For> <laughs> basically. Yeah. Because right. what was that like? It was great. It was honestly, it was wonderful. Um, it was unforgettable. It was, I like miss it honestly <laughs> yeah. yeah now that it's over but i knew at the time that it was such a limited time thing mm-hmm. but it was so so special to have her there during that time and it was like we started doing it when she was really young and a really old. yeah like yeah so i mean, don't even remember how was it that it even came about the first time yeah that well we decided so to do it, it I, the I don't remember this
0: story and that is i kept having this intuitive hit in the night to just bring her in the bed, bring her in the bed when she was like originally brought home. And I said to our lactation consultant, Hey, I am like feeling the urge to have her in the bed. And she said, well, what's wrong with that? I think you should read this book, safe infant sleep. Right. And then we read that book and we just went down the rabbit hole and we're like, this is incredible. This is going to change the world. We want her in the bed this is happening. And then after a few nights of her, like sleeping better with you, I remember you like, didn't want to hurt my feelings, but you kind of were like, babe, I, I think she sleeps better with me. You yeah, know, yeah, like, I do. what do you I think? That now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you sort of like wanted to suggest that it be okay for like her to sleep with me. Right,
1: for, for, for yeah, for her to sleep with me instead of you. Which <laughs> and be, I was like, yeah.
0: it was kind of like an exhale because I had felt it too, but I didn't want to like put the pressure on you. Right, And um, it just sort of happened that way. And then with breastfeeding and pumping, um, I was either pumping or breastfeeding. And so like the sleep was really happening with you for the first few months because I was sort of responsible for the food.
1: Right. Yeah. You were food and I was sleep. Yeah.
0: And that's literally all it was. And then what was so funny um, at the exact same moment, we decided we were ready to move her. It was one night.
1: It felt like time, even though I still like miss it. It did feel like time. Yeah. To to make that sort of transition out. And I think that doing that whole nap schedule sleep training whatever that we did was critical like we yeah it it needed to happen yeah because it was kind of a holdover like we really started doing it yeah like you said when she was a week old Mm -hmm. um and so it was like and
0: every nap as well every nap was was a contact nap right so every sleep was with us for four months which was honestly amazing and perfect and like i wouldn't have it any other way it's the fourth trimester like they want to be close it's like They still are in the womb. And then all of a sudden you like sense this independence. I I sensed this like independence from her. Like she wanted to self-soothe. She wanted to do it. And I think that's the part that was just the coolest to me. Being somebody who has always had trouble self-soothing and having to have so many tools to see her like be able to self-soothe to sleep so easily has been like really healing for me. Mm. Cause you're a good sleeper.
1: Yeah. I'm a good sleeper. Yeah. (laughs) Just like Kepi. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. So
0: it's fun. And you guys are a lot alike. And what's that like seeing so much of her?
1: Yeah. She sleeps like me. I think she probably dreams like me. You know, she's a little, she's a bit of me.
0: She's a bit of you. Yeah. Just a bit of me. So in terms of fatherhood, Mm -hmm. it's a big subject. I would love to know your like either high level takeaways thus far or like something that's surprised you the most, you know, that just really stands out as something that you want to share or say. A recent revelation. I mean, fatherhood. Yeah, me. I
1: mean, so many things. Yeah. So many things. Where to begin? I think going into it, I had no idea what to expect. And I don't think you really can. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing, I guess, can really prepare you. Although maybe if you've had been around a lot of small kids like if you have younger siblings sure. maybe you'd be more prepared but i was the baby so i never was around any babies because mm. i was the baby <laughs> so i really hadn't spent a lot of time like around young kids so i was like really nervous about that part just not knowing how to change a diaper how to feed them a bottle right. like just basic stuff that i had never done that i think maybe i don't know in my mind i was like everyone else has knows how to right. do those things course they don't but um so i was really like kind of scared going in i think Mm -hmm. um but with the knowledge and trust that we would figure it out yeah um but yeah i definitely didn't feel ready or prepared and now and now i'm i'm certainly feel yeah i feel way more comfortable definitely i mean certainly with her yeah but even with another kid i think i would know basically what to do whereas before i had no idea yeah um but my i don't know what surprised me i think was well when she came out Mm. and we sort of had her for the first time um i think you in her already had a bond that was like very apparent because you had already been together with her and felt her inside of you you know and, but when she came out, I felt she was a stranger mm. and I actually sort of just, she came out and she sort of looked at me and it was like very astonishing and very weird and like very crazy moment. But I also like didn't know her yet. Yeah. So looking back on it, the moment is more special now that I know her.
0: Yes. Right? I agree. Yeah. I agree. But at the
1: moment I was just like, oh my God, who is it? who is who? who is this person?
0: She looks so much like you too when she came out. She
1: did. She looked a lot like me.
0: That was crazy.
1: And like, of course I was just like, you know, amazed, but I didn't, I thought that I would like have that overwhelming love like like instantly, Yeah, you know, and it actually has just grown over time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love you to share a bit more about that because we recently realized that the feelings that you were experiencing were falling in love
1: right yeah we both like had this conversation where we were just trying to describe how we we felt yeah how we felt about her and i we like i don't know we both kind of had this revelation together i don't know
0: well you were saying um that like when she holds your hand or like when you kiss her you feel like your heart skips a beat right like you get like butterflies you know like you did when you were a kid like that excitement or like Awe or wonder, and then I was like, "I think you're describing
1: falling, falling in, in love. love. I think we're right. falling in love. I think, love. I think that's love.
0: what this is.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then you, we we both kind of agreed that that was what was happening. Yeah. And then it was such a it was a surprise to me. It was again, I just didn't expect it, and it reminded me of like you know when you have a crush when you're like I don't know seven
0: like so pure it's the
1: purest and, like yeah. love you yeah. know just not not just excitement. the purest yeah. love just yeah. excitement to see them like yeah. if they touch your hand yeah. it's like oh my god your <laughs> heart so is cute. racing you yeah. know and and i thought at like looking back on that i i thought that that was something that was unique to just being a kid mm-hmm. or i don't know like i just didn't think I would ever feel that again and that's kind of what it is like it's like she looks at you in the eye and you're like you're your heart races and she grabs your hand and you're like, oh my God, you it's know, like it's, pure love. It's like pure love. The yeah. The purest it's love. The purest love. Yeah. That's, and that's how it is. And I just, I didn't expect it to be like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then when people talk about it, you love them so much. And I was like, yeah, totally. Yeah. But that I just didn't fully grasp that you would fall in love with them, mm-hmm. like in a really over time. Mm -hmm. And it continues to get more, you know, Mm -hmm. she's only, what, five months old? Yeah. (laughs) So imagine, like, how much you'll love, how much we'll love her in in years from now. It's it's amazing.
0: It's amazing. Well, I love watching you be a dad. You're so involved and Mm -hmm. supportive, and I just, we're the best. I feel like we're really good at this. Like, way better than working together. Like I feel well, it parenting does, it does together feel like... is like a new partnership because we've like successfully now separated in business. Our last joint mutual client wrapped up at the end of 2022. Do you feel free from me? Like, how does that feel to no longer be in business with your wife?
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's really, I think good. It's really good. Yeah. And, and now we get to collaborate, like bringing her, kepi into the world mm-hmm. reminded me a little bit of bringing an like authentic audience into the world you know it's birthed. like a new project yeah. yeah and it is very much the same thing it's the same yeah. in a way you know you're we're a lot
0: it. better at this partnership but
1: it's not that we're better or worse i don't think i think we're great partners at anything we do but i would rather collaborate with you on that
0: project. on parenting you know yeah
1: on building that with you a life because yeah. you can have so many well, I mean
0: partners. that's originally you know that's what marriage should that's, be yeah but right. we were so like yeah. intertwined it felt like the same thing for so long like our business was our marriage and right. it just wasn't And good.
1: that yeah that's not I just yeah. I don't think it was good long term so I think we made the right it was a long transition it yeah. was a painful one in yeah. many ways but the right one in the end and, and you're going to be more successful for that transition like look at the team you have now yeah they're all in town
0: now. yeah we're recording this with my uh, team retreat happening yeah they're all in town i feel and- so supported i feel so held and expansive and it's interesting because we've both had just like a really big year with our businesses and we both in the last couple of weeks have like made huge decisions to hire and expand and it's kind of funny that we on the same day we actually gave offers to new people to work for us. And it was just kind of cool to like be a little more detached from it and like be able to celebrate it together instead of like in the weeds together. Because now my team, I just feel has a really healthy and clean business relationship and it was just not clean for us. I mean, how could it be?
1: Yeah, no, it couldn't be, but it was what was required at the time you know it served us for what it was and it got us here got us here but what got you there won't get you to the next yeah place so i i think we well done (laughs) high five (laughs) high five uh we did you know we did good yeah it was here i remember i think in the hot tub that that we when we were like we could hire krista q
0: Yeah, that was the first that was the first hiring Krista Q to do paid ads, because that's what you were doing in the business was like the first step to making that transition. And, and it's just I mean, she's now a partner. So right. Yeah, it's been really great. And I'm so happy for you. So much. I'm has so happy happened. for you. I'm so happy yeah. for you. Yeah, I'm so happy for you. Um, I really am though. I'm so yeah. proud of you. I would love for you to share just the last time we talked on here. Vast Map was like just in the most infancy, beginning stage. Yeah. And it's in a really cool stage right now. And I want you to sort of just give us an overall on one what Vast Map is, super high level, um, who it's for, and to. Like, what's happening now before we dive into like fundraising and how that went? Because I think that's really interesting too.
1: Yeah. So, I think since the last time that we talked about it, it's come a long way uh, in terms of what we really do. I think when I started out, we started out with this core product. And we didn't actually know what problem it solved. All we knew was that people would were willing to pay for it. Yeah. Um, and then we sort of retroactively figured out what problems we were solving for those customers. Um, and so it's taken a lot of refinement to actually figure out where to go with it. And I feel like we, we now have that clarity in terms of who we help, which is really real estate development companies. Like it's more of a B2B. Uh, type model. So um, what do you do? So what we do is we help them make decisions on where to buy their real estate. So if you are looking to purchase homes, if you're looking to develop homes or develop a large batch of homes, figuring out where to place those is actually the most important thing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most important thing. The single most important thing is the location, right? Everybody goes location, location, location. So we help uh, those people make those decisions using predictive analytics and artificial intelligence to make those decisions smarter, faster, and you know, ultimately better. So um, that's kind of what it does.
0: And now you are in a huge expansive phase because you recently received funding.
1: Yes, so we got uh, our first investment. Which means we get to
0: keep the lights on. Yeah, which keeps the lights on and actually
1: hire some people (laughs) and do more. So that's really great Um, because for a long time there it was sort of bootstrapped and, you know, shoestring budget, doing more with less. And now we actually are, I was able to hire a dedicated developer for it and uh, customer support. And so we have like actual team now, which is great. Uh, So it's come a long way. And, you know, we're not done yet. So that yeah. round of that was just the first investment. And now we need to actually raise the rest of that round.
0: Yeah. Still fundraising. So tell your friend yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we've got something really great cooking over here, um, but people seem to love it. How does it feel to like a have a product that people really love and use every day? Because that's awesome. And B, mm. how does it feel to have somebody want to invest their money into? you, Like, is that nerve wracking? Is that exciting? Like, what does that feel like?
1: Yeah, very. I mean, surp- I, like, I'm kind of surprised in a way, like, yeah. yeah, I'm surprised that it's done as well as it has truly, like, and, and maybe that sounds weird to say, but you, you put these things out Into the world, and not everything works. Yeah, I mean, you've been
0: an entrepreneur since I met you, and there's been a couple things that haven't worked, right? And
1: (laughs) yeah, Yeah, many things that don't work. (laughs) Yeah, like (laughs) many things, but that we don't don't see
0: that and we don't talk about that. So now Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, let's talk about VestMap. It's going really well, but you know, it. I agree that it's like you know, you never know.
1: Yeah, you don't know, and and it's kind of your. The market and your customers will tell you yeah. whether it's valuable or not, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there's only one way to find out.
0: Yeah. So, so now that you know yeah. that people like it, mm-hmm. what's like the next step?
1: The next step is to continue to refine it, continue to listen to your customers. Mm, and Good advice. Go. So
0: if you have this new budget, right, you get funding for the yep. first time and I'm a startup or a small business, and I receive funding for this project, how do you spend it?
1: Well, that's the trick, isn't it? One
0: is refining the product and (sighs) listening to your customers, which I think is oftentimes not where it goes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, listen to your customers to an extent. Listen to the right customers. Mm. You got to use discernment. And listen to the right customers. Because for a long time there, I feel I was maybe listening to the wrong customers. That's
0: Uh, really good advice. Yeah,
1: listen to the right customers. So
0: how do you know if it's the right customer?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's no hard, there's no like rule there. But um, I think in general, people who who are willing to pay for it, Mm -hmm. people who have already paid for it, those are the people to listen to. The people that haven't bought it. And go. I'm not going to buy. Don't listen to those
0: people. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: listen to you to people who are willing to pay for it. Yeah. Um. And listen to yourself. You. That's the one thing I've really had to. Uh, you can listen to your customers to an extent, but if I listened to every idea or took if I did pro like product development based on mm-hmm. what my customers asked for, but yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't work.
0: So refining the product, hiring.
1: Yeah. Hiring, hired a dedicated developer. I have my sales rep, my SDR. Um, so having more resources around that and Huge. then obviously spending the majority of it on sales and marketing, uh, because growth, yes, growth is all revenue. Growth is all anyone cares about.
0: Yes. So, yeah. ARR.
1: Mm-hmm. Annual recurring. Turns revenue.
0: out. That's all that really matters.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. If you look at, you know, you have to understand how investors value. To an investor is what
0: what I'm I'm meaning to say because we've learned a lot. So in terms of fundraising and getting that funding, you had to talk to a lot of people. Yes. That's new um, being so forward facing. What was that like? What is it like asking for money in such like an obvious way? Because I know with fundraising, that's like literally what you're doing. You're getting on the phone to pitch your story for money versus like with sales. It feels a little different because you're like giving a service or like providing something in return. But like when you're fundraising, you're literally just saying like, hey, trust me with your money.
1: Yeah. I mean, to to an extent, but also it's an opportunity. An investor is looking for a return on their investment. Um, so you need to put it in those terms because that's what they're looking for. So, um, hence error. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you need to, yeah, fra- phrase it in a way in terms of what investors are looking for. And, um, most, many businesses and most businesses are not investable, like just bottom line, not investable, mm-hmm. um, because of fundamental things about the business model or the market size or other things. Um, so I had to do a lot of uh, fail a lot, I think, in terms of my pitch and what mm-hmm. I was describing mm-hmm. uh, to get to where that yeah. somebody would invest in it.
0: Yeah. And it took a lot of iterations of that deck. So what would you say fundraising overall, like going into this next round that you're in or for anybody wanting to create or start a business that would involve fundraising? Like what's like the biggest thing you learned or your biggest advice for somebody in that position
1: um no don't focus on your product no one cares about your product <laughs> don't focus on your product what do you yeah. they care about they not that they don't get they don't care about well your then what should you focus on? <laughs> so you focus on you, you know you why you are gonna mm. be successful the people behind it um you know why now why what about this particular set of circumstances is put you in a position where you're able to offer somebody you're going to say hey look you're going to get at the ground floor of of this and you know a few years down the line this is going to be worth 10x or 100x or 1000x or 10000x return
0: they and don't if, care what the product is no, that's going to make that happen.
1: no they do not care right. um, they might care about what market they're in right but at the you know fundamentally they don't care about what the product Is or and what it does? It's who you are. Yeah, who you are. Why you're going to solve this problem? What what's what problem are you solving? Mm -hmm. And why is that uniquely going to be a multi billion dollar idea? Yeah. And if that's not going to be a multi billion dollar idea, that's not something that an investor will be interested in. Right. Even if you're like, hey, I could make you like a hundred million. They don't want
0: that. Yeah, that's not
1: enough. I don't even five hundred million. I don't
0: feel that that's. I don't feel that that's true
1: for, for venture funding.
0: Sure. But that's not what we're talking about. I'm just saying in general,
1: but for for an an investor, like to invest in your company, it is going to, yes, to invest in your company, to own shares in it. I'm not talking about like investing, like in a restaurant or something that's different. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to, if you're talking about venture friends
0: and family around and stuff, they're going to invest in it. Not thinking it's going to be a billion dollar company.
1: Well, that's why you raise friends and family money, because there's a difference between lots of different types of money. that So you you can you're talking
0: raise. about like venture.
1: I'm talking about venture capital. Because
0: like, what if I want to start something, but I don't
1: want, I want it to be money. a billion
0: dollar thing like my my doula app? Like, I think I, mean, I, could I would get challenge you. I would honestly money. challenge you. Do you, you really think that? my doula I app? I do
1: not be- think. Oh, I'm not saying that the doula app couldn't be couldn't be backable because I think it could. But be.
0: I don't think it's a billion dollar idea. I think, I
1: think it I think it would be. Really? Yeah, wow. it would be if you looked at the market size and how your potential, you know, like you need to make it a billion dollars. Let's put it that way. You need to make it into a billion dollar idea. What if I don't idea, want it
0: to be a billion dollar?
1: Then you should not seek venture funding. Venture funding. Yes. So we're getting no. down
0: a rabbit hole of venture funding.
1: No, but I mean any friends and friends and family money is only to bridge you into venture capital funding. Like at some mm. point, you're gonna have to throw gasoline on the thing. The, the thing. Yeah. But if you don't have a thing that can have gasoline poured on it, then it's fundamentally not investable mm. from an inv- because investors only want a hockey stick exponential growth. Yeah. Like if you're just growing steadily, like Adding just like plodding along—that's no good. That might be yeah. a great business. It might make you really wealthy for you, right? But it's not enough to to interest real investors. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, It's a lot of money. What is?
0: Just like I've never thought about having a billion dollar company.
1: Yeah, billion. What does that feel? Like? I mean, because <laughs> when you're talking about a billion dollars, though, you're talking about dividing that billion dollars up. Amongst a lot of people, mm-hmm. so it's really not that much.
0: <laughs> so you're saying we're not going to be billionaires <laughs> from <a> Best
1: path. <laughs> No, you you could be because yeah. if you if you uh, the market size is big enough, right? If right. you can unlock right. that right. amount of, right. it's it's just yeah. a different way of thinking about it. Yeah. We're talking about like commercial real estate as an asset class, like multi trillion dollars, right. right? So if you can make that allocation 1% better. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah, so, and crazy. and that's multi-billions right there. Well,
0: things are looking up, I think. Yeah. But, <laughs> Let's yeah. do this thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But well, yeah, that's the story you have. That's yeah. That's what I would say to anyone who yeah. wants to raise investor money. Yeah. Is that's Serious the, investor
0: serious money. Serious investor yeah. money
1: is that's the story you have to tell us. Like, why is this going to be a huge yeah. deal?
0: It's powerful. It's great. I love that. It seems like you like it. Yeah. Being a CEO, running a company.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I it I I would find it hard to not be the one doing that. I don't yeah. know.
0: Yeah, well, it's just funny to me, because like when we met, and I'm just thinking back to like Adam's wedding speech and it was just, he was just talking about how when we first got together, you wanted to like live on a boat and sail around the world and basically like have no connection to society whatsoever. And then here I am basically wanting to be connected all the time with hundred planets in Gemini. And now we live very different lives and you're the CEO of a company and an entrepreneur and a dad. And it's just been a lot of, momentum and change. And, you know, do you like being a CEO? I guess like, are you enjoying your life?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's it's I'm learning a lot. Yeah. About doing it. I I there was a book recently that caught my eye. It was called The Great CEO Within. Mm. And I forget who wrote it. But um, and so I was like, oh, maybe I should. That sounds like a book I should read. You know if i want to be a great mm-hmm. i want to be a great CEO. same um and then it was like it dove straight in it was like well to be a great ceo there are 10 fundamental skills that you have to master okay you know and it was like fundraising recruiting mm-hmm. storytelling sales marketing uh budgeting finance accounting uh yeah. like all the you know all this stuff and like i immediately closed the book <laughs> <laughs> it was like I, <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm like, I, this is too scary. I, I think I should read the book, but yeah, I, it, yeah it's a lot.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. it's a lot. I it's mean, a lot. I'm a CEO too.
1: Yeah, it's a lot.
0: And it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. Um, but it feels really exciting at the same time for both of us to be entrepreneurs, CEOs, running our own companies, like doing the damn thing. Especially when we met six years ago, I was living on my boat, drinking whiskey, you know, teaching yoga. And you were working in SF and like here we are living in Santa Cruz, running our own businesses. And it's a trip.
1: Yeah. It's a it's a it's a ride. It's a ride. I was thinking about that metaphor actually recently. Is it's a ride. The definition of a ride is you're on a you there's no steering wheel. Like mm. it's a fucking roller coaster. <laughs> you don't control it, you know? And and it's a ride. Yeah. It's that's how ride. that's how a startup is. That's how that's how it is. You're
0: Fatherhood. Not,
1: the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> you're just not, you're, there's no steering wheel. It's a ride.
0: It's a ride. Well, there's one other thing I wanted to talk about. And I'm just checking on to be fully transparent. I was just checking on the Nana to make sure Cappy was still sleeping. And she is. Um, and that is food. I want to talk about food. Mm-hmm. Um, you recently changed your bio on Instagram to chef, to Krista Ritma, which feels really authentic because you indeed are my chef. Um, but I I feel you enjoy it. Is it true that you enjoy cooking for me?
1: Yeah, I, I do. I
0: want to know what I want to talk more about food and unpack this because food to us has become God. And when I asked you the thing you were most excited about when We were pregnant, was food, sharing her, sharing food with her, and the importance of this. And I would love to talk about it because it's so simple, but something so sacred in our house. And you've really made it that. And I just want to hear from you like, why food? What about it? Like, it's so hard for me to be excited about cooking, but eating your food is like, it's God. And I feel that when you, eat food made with love, it just tastes better. And it's, you're our favorite restaurant on town. Same with all of our friends. And you've just got this incredible hobby and not very many people I know have a hobby. <laughs> this is something that came up on the retreat is all of us just work so much, we don't have hobbies. But you really get into cooking and it's really amazing. And I wanna hear about your journey with food a little more.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's what I, I do enjoy it. But sometimes I struggle with the day to dayness of it, mm-hmm. of like breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast, lunch, dinner. I don't know; it's like so repetitive. I yes. just like, I struggle. It's so repetitive. <laughs> I struggle with it, and so then my I,
0: Aquarius <laughs> breakfast, <laughs> I do. lunch, and dinner is so restrictive. It
1: is. It's so repetitive. I'm just like, oh, it's so boring. So then I that was why I decided to learn to cook because it, I was just like, well, I'm gonna be doing this, so mm-hmm. you may as well, you know. Kind of try to do it well yeah um so
0: but you're like a really good cook
1: i'll tell you though i my secret what you want to know my secret america's test kitchen
0: so i've heard america's test kitchen yeah. do your plug go ahead but then I america's say, test kitchen is yeah. just
1: like here's the thing i'm going to tell you right now if you're not a good cook Why you aren't a good cook. It's because the recipes that you're following
0: are garbage. Fucking
1: garbage. (laughs) Yeah. That's why. Because you're looking at recipes that are on, like, I don't know, (laughs) allrecipes.com or something.
0: Clay is a recipe snob. Mm -hmm. America's Test Kitchen is his secret. I do have to say it's like the best food I've ever had. Why is it? America's Test Kitchen, what do they do differently? They
1: teach you, it's not just a recipe, it's they teach you techniques along with the recipe so they explain why you're doing it. So it makes you a better cook. Mm. By cooking through those recipes, you start to understand how cooking works, how to layer flavors, how to develop flavors, why certain things taste better than others. Like you start to learn by cooking through those recipes why things work the way they are and what order you add them in yes. you know it's, it's always like oh you add this in this order but in those recipes it's like they never tell you why mm. like why are you putting this? so in like
0: now? learning the method to the madness yeah you gotta so to learn you the methods yeah, yeah the
1: methods are critical
0: and that's why you think your food tastes so good
1: uh yeah yeah, the yeah probably yeah it's because the methods,
0: now yeah. you're creating your own recipes
1: that's true now that i have learned those fundamentals i understand like oh You can substitute certain things for other things and make things, you know, you Mm. can just sort of experiment more because you understand the fundamentals.
0: Well, what's your favorite thing to cook?
1: Hmm. That's a good question.
0: Because you're obsessed with the Instapot right now. Yeah. But is that just because out of convenience because I'm hangry on a, in a flash?
1: Uh, in a pinch. Yeah. I mean, it definitely speeds things up a lot. No, <laughs> honestly, one of my favorite things to cook is that lentil soup.
0: Oh, it's so good. Yeah.
1: I like to make that lentil soup. It's oh my really God. Good.
0: It's so fucking good. Um, yeah, it's the best food I've ever had or tasted. That's it's, so nice of you to say. Yeah. Everyone yeah. says that it's, it's like amazing. fact and we are wanting a recipe book. So I'm going to tease it on the pot. <laughs> Do you want to share the name? Uh,
1: honestly, don't even forget the recipe book. Just oh buy God. a subscription to, to America's Test, Test kitchen. kitchen. Okay. I'm going to save want, everyone Clint, a lot but of your time. Your recipes
0: are so good. I think it should be like a little book and it should be called Meals for My Hangry Wife. And I think it would do really well.
1: <laughs> it can just be page one. Buy America's Test Kitchen <laughs> subscription. The end. Congratulations. Here's a bottle of water drink of wine. while
0: you're reading your next. Drink
1: your, it's like a hundred bucks a year. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, that's uh, okay. But food and in general, it, I think it's, it's an interesting really, thing. Because it's, it's,
0: it's brought on a, an important meaning, obviously, if that was, like, the number one thing you were looking forward to with having a child. So I would just love to, like, hear more about that.
1: Um, yeah, I think it, it was interesting to see Kepi breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. And that was actually really powerful for me to see that. I that's mm-hmm. It's like the original food. And, and, um, it just provided everything for her. She lived on it. And now that I see her having all these other foods, like she's starting to have apples and fruit and vegetables and stuff, So cute. um,
0: banana. Avocado. banana,
1: and, and it's like that thing of, um, you know, it food being, yeah, God, mm-hmm. like putting, yeah, it's like putting God in, into God, mm-hmm. that thing that Ram Das says when he's like, you're a you're God putting God into your mouth. Um, and that's how I see food, like especially after seeing the the breastfeeding, it was mm-hmm. like to see her like nourished from literally the mother. Like you want to see –
0: Literally. Literally the mother, <laughs>
1: like directly from the source. She yeah. Was like, you know, and uh, – but but all food is that fundamentally, you know. So I, I don't know, it was, it was powerful to, yeah. to like witness that whole Because
0: you did go on strike for a while. You were not motivated. You were not super inspired to cook. It was a dark time for me.
1: It was rough. That was hard for you.
0: It was tough. And mm. all of a sudden, you seem really inspired again. And I'm really grateful for it, obviously. It's really beautiful when you cook for me. And I feel really nourished and taken care of. And I know a lot of people are like, how would you get – How'd you find someone who cooks for you? And yeah. it's like one of the best things. And, you know, I clean, I do my best, but you take really good care of us. And the food is just phenomenal. And it's really, yeah, God. And I do think it means a lot more to us, maybe. But in general, I just think the experience of like gathering, eating, nourishing, is, like, one of the most sacred things. And so it's just cool to see you, like, find that on your own, I guess. And we, like, both – it's funny, we're so different, but on these, like, key fundamental or whatever ways of living, we, like, keep coming back. Mm. And I feel like first was the boat. Now it's, like, happy and parenting style because we're very similar in how we want to parent her, which is pretty amazing. And now it's, like, you know, it's, like, we keep coming back to these core things. But, like – we're literally different in every other way. Right. Literally. Our
1: personalities yeah. are very different. But at our core, we have the same values, yeah. I think.
0: Yeah. So yeah. it's like really kept us going over time. And who knows where it will take us next. Because holy shit, when we met, not that long ago, I was living on my boat. You were working in the city. You know, it's just.
1: Maybe you'll cook for me. Eh. Maybe you'll be the cook. I
0: don't think that's gonna
1: happen no no we're
0: not no i don't know i'm too impatient it's not really like my thing thing. i don't it
1: does require you know i've tried so hard i I remember how
0: i tried to make happy food
1: (laughs) oh yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) krista was like i'm gonna make baby food and so she just took these sweet potatoes and like overcooked (gasps) them in the oven and then added no water to them and just put sweet potatoes straight into the blender
0: with the skin on,
1: with the skin on, and then blended it. And then it just <laughs> turned into like this glue, it was awful. And, and so
0: I gave yeah. up, and then yeah. I door dashed Jennifer door-dashed. Garner's Once Upon a Fire. Yeah. like booze, bougie, like delicious.
1: Those, those are great,
0: yeah. Anyway, gonna... <laughs> I mean, I can't, and it's. It's just not something. it's not in your
1: it's not in your karma, yeah. but what I am really
0: called food. to do, which is a new revelation because i haven't we haven't really had time to connect at all since the retreat, is actually be in the yard. We did the ideal day, like design your day with Kelsey, um my sister, who was coaching at the retreat. And I'm in the yard more like I'm in the sun. I know it's happening with the plants. I'm like watering like I'm more in tune with the yard. So I feel like that's something I could really like own Um, in terms of, you know, our household and loving it.
1: Yeah, that would be great because my approach to the yard is um,
0: it's really triggering, you
1: know, whatever lives lives. <laughs> It's like and, uh, really triggering. survival of the fittest, you know? I'll like be like, that, doesn't
0: that plant look like it's sign? It's fine. It's like, <laughs> I'm so attached to the art. So it's something You're, that-
1: It's a good lesson. But I think you'll be, be happy
0: attached. with it being like taken care of in and full. So that's something that I'm wanting to work That'd on. great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That just came up for mm-hmm. me a couple days yeah, ago. Yeah. Because
1: you definitely do not like my uh, sink or swim approach. I do not. Yeah. My mm-hmm. favorite tree. It died, it couldn't couldn't hang. It's very sad. You know?
0: Um, but speaking of that, is there an intention that you have that you are excited about in 2023? It's a new year.
1: I've had this recent like thought about business and life, I guess. And I had a a recent revelation that uh that business you know like a business or a company is more like a professional sports team than than anything else where it's like because we've been watching a lot of sports recently
0: yes we'll be having a podcast episode with mark
1: sure yeah Yeah. good good um and it's like you know when the quarterback it's like the when the quarterback isn't making the throws they replace the quarterback Mm -hmm. and nobody really feels bad about that Mm. it's just like the numbers aren't there and you got to do the best thing for the team right the the team's goal is to win and you gotta it's not about that one individual person maybe they want to play in that game or not you know it's just not about that it's about the team winning and that was like a a kind of a revelation for me I think about how I want to approach you know business and life going forward it's like yeah, it's You're serving like a, the
0: team. You're, you're serving, serving the, the team. Business. Yeah. yeah the you're
1: serving the business. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's about what's best for the biz.
1: Yeah. Or what's best for the family. As a CEO. Yeah. Or
0: what's best for the family. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, if we got to cut it. We got to cut. Like, it's like, is this in our best interest mm-hmm. for like our family or our business? And that's a really good lesson. Um, what are you reading right now? Nothing. Oh,
1: <gasps> Yeah. I'm I'm that's the God's I have honest
0: never truth. since I have known you heard you be reading nothing what's the most recent book you read
1: um
0: are you just in between books I've never heard this
1: Neuromancer <laughs> by William Gibson it's like a classic sci-fi cool yeah I just yeah. finished that and I, I don't have anything right now
0: yeah what are you intrigued what do you call to what's inspiring you like right now out there in the world
1: man i don't know i'm still i feel like i'm in between yeah i feel like i'm in between i haven't found the next the next thing the next thing
0: i think that's really beautiful
1: yeah i just that's the that's the honest truth i'm really i'm just more focused on trying to yeah just focus on building my own business and Mm -hmm. my own thing and not focus or not think too much about what other people are doing or worry about that and just really focus on what I'm doing, what we're doing and what we're building. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not in the phase. A little more nuclear right now. Yeah. Like I'm not yeah. in the phase where I I feel like I need to look outside for.
0: That's awesome.
1: Things. I feel like we have it all here. I don't know. Maybe.
0: We have the answers within. Yeah.
1: Or not. Maybe or we'll not. change our minds.
0: Yeah. Well, we can always change. <laughs> Anything else that like feels important to say or share? You're not on here very much, so who knows where we could go. Any inspo for people listening to the pod all these years and supporting us? Any, any wise words?
1: No, I think just a big thank you mm. for everyone who's listening and everyone who's supported us and continues to support us and very support cool. Krista on this journey. It's amazing to see this retreat, all of these people. Like your team in town, like to see where, what you have turned it into mm. is amazing. Thanks. And I'm just, I, yeah, I'm really grateful for all of the customers, people, and listeners.
0: Yeah, me For too. supporting you. Yeah, here's to the next phase of this journey. I'm glad we're in it together. Mm-hmm. I love
1: you very much. I love you too. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Good episode.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. This was really beautiful. What I had written down was fatherhood, fundraising and food.
1: (laughs) I feel like we covered. I think
0: we nailed it. Those topics. Yeah. So um, who knows where we'll be next time, but I can't wait till you come back again. And for everyone here, the best way to support, as always, is a review and share it with your friends, tag Chris Ritma and Authentic Audience, and we've got a really exciting lineup in store. I wanted to kick it off with Clay because it's been a while, and it meant a lot to me to have him here this week, but we've got some good stuff cooking, so stick around. Thanks for being here, and